0: I'm Dr. Caroline Leith and welcome to this podcast. Before we begin, I want to talk to you about my mental health makeover for 2019. I'm really excited about this initiative. Each month I'm going to tackle a specific problem, issue, concept related to mental health. I'll be presenting you with the major issues in the current mental health system and how to find healing for you and your loved ones. Today we're going to talk about how to help kids find their perfect you and operate in their perfect you. But before we begin, for more information on the Mental Health Initiative and on the book clubs and everything we do each month, please check out the show notes. So how do you help your kids find their perfect you? Well, it begins very simplistically. You need to find yours. When you understand these concepts of the perfect you, when you understand that you wired for love, that you understand and do your UQ profile so that you understand the best way that you think, feel and choose, that you learn to master and use the discomfort zones in your life so that you can be prompted to stay in your perfect you, you will find so much more confidence in yourself, which will increase your confidence in your parenting. Because one of the biggest things in parenting is that we need to learn to tune into our children. That is like a number one thing. If you're going to be able to truly love your children, they need to be heard. They need to be validated for who they are. They need to be shown that they're amazing. And I know that's the desire of every parent, but how do you do that? You don't do that by being authoritarian and throwing a bunch of rules at them and constantly disciplining them. Not that you, you know, if things are if things are going out of line and, and a certain amount of discipline or correction is needed, you do that. But we really have to understand what it means. To be in our perfect you as a parent, and it means that it, we are operating in love. And love tolerates others, tolerates differences, doesn't try and push their opinion on others. Always sees the best in others. Always tries to understand others. That is a number one thing for us: is to operate in our perfect you, so that we listen to our kids. When you are listening, listening means tuning in. One of the things that I have done every day of my life before I even had my kids, when I was pregnant, and I got four children, is ask and really desire that I tune into my children. It's been a prayer that I have prayed every single day that I would tune into my children. And tuning in means that you actually try and understand them, that you listen to them, that if they're the young, younger children, that you play with them, play their blocks and Barbies and coloring books and cars, whatever it is that they like to do. Engage them in something that they like read to them. Reading is a fantastic tool for helping them to learn to express themselves, to relating things to their lives. Also, just be quiet with them. When you just sit quietly next to them, that's when they can start attempting to express how they feel. And, you know, the younger they are, the more you're going to have to help them verbalize and describe what they're going through and their feelings. But if you're so busy... If you're so busy giving them rules and instructions and being the authority in their life and controlling them and telling them what they should and shouldn't do, you're not going to actually hear what they are trying to tell you. Start introducing once you once you built up this real developed your skill at really tuning into your children. Don't just pray you're tuning, but really tune into your children. Really sit and listen all the things I've been saying. Then start introducing the concepts of the perfect you in a fun way. Get cut out pictures of the brain. Start take a theme for the month, like a wired for love theme. That we're going to learn what it means that we our brain has only got love things in there. Maybe you can paint a brain with hearts in it. I mean, depending on the age of your child, maybe you can cook together and make cookies that are. The shape of a brain and hearts, and so read books on 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 love and on the brain, and then start getting into the UQ. Take a question per week or per month, or, and break that down, adapt it down to their level, rewrite the question in in a way that they would understand, and start helping them to explore their thinking and their feeling and their choosing. This is not going to be a quick thing. Take your time. There is no time limit. I would tell you to honestly take a whole year to to teach your children about the perfect you. It's so important in helping them find their identity. Another big factor that I want to stress and emphasize with your children, whatever age they are, is that stress, that difference is not a value judgment. And by that I mean it's, we've got to help our kids understand that it's okay to be different. That there's something that you can do that no one else can do. Tell them that often. Help them to understand that and accept that people don't have to be like you. People think differently, have different have different belief systems. We need to teach our children to be much more tolerant of others. A lot of bullying happens when people don't understand how someone else operates or functions or that they're so different to them that they start to bully them. Everyone is different, that it's impossible for people to be the same. You see, when we don't understand that differences are actually okay that they're not value judgments and if someone's not exactly like them then that's where bullying will come from the majority of bullying comes from people not understanding that someone else is different so they bully them also a parent who is very bossy at home and who bullies their children into pushing them to follow rules and to be very dominant and who's very domineering that will play out in the playground as well so by us taking a encouraging children that differences are okay, and by us listening and tolerating our children, we then teach children to accept others and not get into this whole bullying thing, which um, and they, we teach them to actually accept differences. Let's talk now about the older child. Let's talk about dealing with teenagers. To deal with a teenager, once again, I will stress with you, whether it's a young child or a teenager, please go through the perfect you, get to understand your perfect you, the discomfort zones, wired for love, all that stuff. Differences are not value judgments. All these are relevant to whichever age group you're dealing with. When it comes to dealing with teenagers, what we need to remember is that the ages of between 12 and 18 is the most difficult part of the whole human life cycle. Let me stress that between twelve and eighteen is the most difficult time. It's where identity is being formed and where identity is being challenged in every at le- on every level. The perfect you is really perfect for helping teenagers to help them to understand their identity. The the UQ profile, the concepts of being wired for love, the discomfort zones, the realization that it's okay to be different to others, that you can do something that no one else can do. These are invaluable concepts in helping to build a teenager's self-esteem and helping them to understand their identity. This is something that I did extensively in my practice and I worked with so many teenagers in my practice and I really had to work with parents to help them, to help them understand that their teenagers' identities are very, very fragile, very, and really that they, they need a lot of boosting and it's such a difficult time. We need to remember that. You know, we've grown up and we adults and we can easily forget how difficult it was. You may have certain recollections, but you really, in being a parent of a teenager, you have to go back and remember those days and remember what it felt like when you were at that age. One of the first things to help your teenager is to get yourself into the right mindset before you approach them. And when I talk about mindset, don't look at your child's, maybe they sullen, maybe they are rebellious or... They've got involved in substance abuse or they're very aggressive or they're angry or they're being difficult or maybe they're even attacking you. Don't see this. Don't have the mindset that you need to go in and discipline them, that, they, that they're that they being difficult. Get yourself into the mindset that this is them telling you that something is wrong in their life. Don't see this as something that needs to be disciplined. See that this as a cry for help. Every time a teenager is doing one of those things, they are shouting out, they are crying out, they're saying, please help me. One of the main things that 12 to 16 year olds want is for their parents to listen to them. They're, those behaviors are, are cries for help. They are cries for you to sit and listen to them. The second thing is that your life experience is not necessarily applicable to their situation. I've done this and I'm sure you have as well. Don't go in and say, Well, I've had a lot of life experience. I'm this age. I went through this. I've already done this. I know. Because you come off as a note all and you come off as someone that is trying to impose your thinking onto their thinking. Remember, they are forming their identity. They're in the most challenging, difficult time of the entire human life cycle. And your life experience was your unique life experience. Their life experience is completely different. It's a different day. It's a different generation. It's a different time. We have to be able to realize that we need to stand back and stop trying to bring our experience into the situation, but rather tune into their experience. Your child is also growing up, so you can't have the same rules applying to when they were younger. They are growing up they're going through the struggles of life and they need to go through the struggles of life they need to go through the whole trial and error process you need to allow them to do this they need to know that you're always there for them that this is a safe space like you know those safety nets when when trapeze artists are doing their thing they've got the safety net underneath you need to allow them to be a trapeze artist to experience life but they need to know that you are always there you need to allow this Don't push your experience on them, as I've said. Recognize and honor their independence. Honor who they are. Honor them as an incredible human being that is growing up in a unique way. They're not you. They're not your clone. They are brilliant human beings with a unique way of thinking. Honor that. When they feel you honoring them and respecting them, they automatically will be more open and relaxed and give you the same honor and respect back. It's hard not to try and teach them to learn from their mistakes, but they need to find their own solutions and they will come to you. You know, when you stand back and they know that you're there always for them and loving them, they will go through certain things and at a point they'll come to you and say, well, I've done this, this and this and it's not working. Can you help me? Not in those words. It'll be in their words, but that'll, that's the essence of what will eventually happen when they feel safe, when they feel that you're honoring their intelligence and their, their uniqueness and their desire to explore and, and find their way through life. Make sure that you understand identity and the concept of the perfect you throughout this. I'm just going to stress that over and over again. You are going to be so much of a better parent once you understand your perfect you. Another thing is don't go in with your guns blazing. Don't go in and tell them they've got to do this, they've got to do that. Don't come in. Come in from a very gentle, calm approach. You want to build a relationship of trust. You want to find that, that one niche, that connection point, that point that you can tune into them. Find something that they're interested in, in other words. For example, maybe they love cars and you're not at all interested in cars, but they love them. So force yourself to take an interest in it. Plant some seeds of trust by you showing that you actually are interested in what they are interested in, even though it's not your first interest. By taking the time to maybe ask them questions, read the car magazines they're reading, whatever, get information, engage with them. Once you have this common interest or you showing that you are interested in what they are interested in, it becomes so much easier to engage with them and to help them to, to, to actually link into them and engage with them because they're in their happy place. You know yourself that when you're doing what you really love doing, you're much calmer and more peaceful and it's so much easier when you feel calm and peaceful to be able to talk about things in your life and really explore those issues and deal with stuff and so on. The other thing is in, in engaging with them and, and finding their connection point. You really need to listen when you, you know, you, when, let's say that you're having a whole discussion about cars or they're showing you something about cars or you're looking at something. Really listen to them. And as you start listening on about, listening about the cars, it's very possible that they'll start talking about other things. As they start opening up, Here are some really important tips. Don't diminish the importance of what they are saying. If you think, oh, well, that's not that, you know, it's not such a big deal, never say that to a child. Because what for you may not be a big deal is a huge deal for them. So don't diminish the importance. Validate it. And you validate that by really looking at them, by really listening with all your heart, not thinking about what you're going to say to correct them or, you know, saying something that you think might comfort them, but it actually invalidates them. Step into their shoes while they are talking and expressing it to you. Step into their shoes and try and see it and hear it from their perspective. Feel their pain. Experience their pain. In other words, you're going to have to do a lot of listening and a lot less talking. I found that as I did that, I learned so much from my children. My four children have taught me more than any degree that I've done. I always say that. The degrees gave me the foundation, but my children's experience of life have really taught me to be a decent human and to realize that it's okay to change and that it's okay to this, etc., etc. It's also okay to say you were wrong. My children correct me. They tell me when I'm wrong. Don't be frightened of that. Because when when they are telling you something that you've done wrong, it's a way for, don't be threatened, it's a way for you to go back into your perfect you and to evaluate that to see how you can come back and help them and apologize to them, which is then setting a role model for them in the future as they continue their life. Don't just automatically give them advice. Ask for permission to give them advice. Don't just give it. When you just give advice, they they won't receive it. But when they come to you and say, what do you think I should do? How do you think I should handle this? That's when they're ready to take your advice. That's when they're ready to listen. As you're doing all of this advice giving, this is when you can bring in the concepts of the perfect you, where you can start explaining to them that they have this unique way of thinking, that you can explain that they're wired for love, that they have this unique way of thinking, feeling, and choosing. That your perfect you is your thinking, feeling, and choosing. That that goes together. That you build thoughts in your brain. That you that you can use the UQ to actually understand how you think, feel, and choose. Teenagers love the UQ. It's a fantastic way of helping them to explore all these things that they're experiencing. It prompts them to be able to explore and understand and process and develop all these kinds of things. Help them to understand the discomfort zones. Help them explain explain them to them, read through them with them, demonstrate them, give examples from your own life about how you're using the UQ don't, and in the discomfort zones. Don't, don't be scared to give examples from your life, but give them in such a way that you're showing that you're trying to understand and relate to them, not that you're pushing your advice and your experience onto them. There's so many more points, but the last point I want to make is be calm. Even though sometimes you're going to hear things, they're going to say things, they're going to do things that can really freak you out or upset you, try to be calm. Try and stay as calm as you can to be as honest and real. Yes, maybe you will get sad and maybe you will shed a few tears, but be as calm as you can and be non-judgmental. Don't judge them. Let them feel safe. Let them feel that you that you can handle this, that yes, you're sad, but you prepare prepared to look at yourself and see where you've gone wrong. And don't judge them. Don't let them feel that they've done something wrong. They need you to validate them, not to judge them. They're learning. They're experiencing life just as you don't want to be judged, just as you want to be validated, just as you want to be affirmed, just as you like them to be calm. They need it even more. We signed up for this job as we had our, when we decided to have our children. We knew that they we knew what we were taking on, even though we may not have realized fully the impact, but we knew that we were going to be dealing with real humans that are growing up and going through the issues of life exactly what you did. So therefore we need to allow them to be a little bit selfish as they go through this process and as and you will grow as a person. You will change completely when you have this attitude being a parent is one of the most enriching experiences and it is actually incredibly enjoyable. I hope this will help you. I encourage you again, dive into the perfect you. It's going to help you. It's going to help your family. It's going to help us all become better humans. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Dr. Caroline Leaf.